0: Listening to episode 29, chapter 3
1: of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today we're continuing our conversation with
0: Trisha Rhodes about her book, Sacred Chaos: Spiritual Disciplines for the Life You Have. Trisha Rhodes specializes in helping others experience God's presence through practicing soul care. An adjunct professor for Fuller Theological Seminary and author of seven books, including the acclaimed The Soul at Rest, she's a practiced minister with over 40 years of experience. With a rich background in Christian spirituality and a PhD in leadership studies, Tricia draws from a broad spectrum to create life-giving tools that can make anyone's spiritual journey relevant and meaningful.
1: Have you ever had a friend that was so spiritual that it made you sick? You know, the type that would pray about everything, even what they were supposed to eat for lunch. Well, while that might seem extreme to many of us, it demonstrates a desire that we all have. We want to develop such a close, intimate relationship with God that we would trust Him with even our mundane choices. We want to see the world through His eyes and so be led by His Spirit throughout the day. Well, Tricia tells us a story of a woman who had this sort of relationship with God, and she taught Tricia an important lesson that we can learn from to develop this sort of spiritual sight in our own lives. You tell the story along these lines, too, of of sort of developing this discipline of just being aware of God in the everyday moments of life, which I think is, is one of the most underserved disciplines. It's something we don't think about, but it, I think— if we can develop this sense, I mean, again, we have the prayer, we have the Bible reading sometimes we throw in journaling or fasting that we never do or, or whatever, but really, I think this walking with Jesus and and developing that awareness of his presence is one of the most important things that we can do. Um, you tell this awesome story about a, uh, about a woman, or you were talking with him about the woman that would pray about which clothes she would wear Yeah. Um, Every day. Or you asked her which clothes do you pray about which clothes you wear? And she said, only if I need to.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell us that
1: story and and what that (laughs) means?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So the woman, her name was Joy Dawson. She's still alive. She was one of the um, founding mothers of YWAM. So she has a rich heritage. But um, she was the first person that I really ever saw walk in this way where they were constantly connecting with God in all the different things. And and she would often just say, you know what, let's just pause right now and see if God has something to say to us. And, and it was just amazing. And so I couldn't figure it out. I thought, she does she listen to God all the time? Is she always asking God? And so I asked her that question. I said, I mean, what do you ask God about? I mean, do you even ask him what you're supposed to wear? And she said, well, only if I need to. And at the time, it it, it didn't, it was hard for me to understand it, but I've come to understand that when you have this intimate connection with Jesus, you'll know there's times you need to check in with him. And other times you just live out your life the way he created you to live it. And, um, and you have a freedom in that. So yeah, there, there are some times you might need to say, gee, Lord, is there anything you want to say to me about my clothing? Uh, Probably be the exception, but we want to live in that kind of sensitivity with Him.
0: That seems to me kind of like uh, so. My wife and I, she handles most of the finances, just because that's how we did it. I don't know why. Just <laughs> yeah. she's good at it. She's good at she's it. She's probably better
2: at it. <laughs> um,
0: anyway, I'm typically free to spend money on whatever I want or I need to. Uh, yeah. But sometimes I've got this check that says, you know what, I should probably just check in with Alicia and see what she thinks about spending money right now. Uh, so like Chris and I'll be going out to supper one night and like. Should we go to this place where I can get a $10 meal or should we go to a $5 meal instead? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just figure that's the time that I should check in and and sometimes that's actually paid off because she says, "Well, we're actually a little bit tighter right now, so a $5 meal would be better." Yeah. It's just a sense that I've picked up having walked with her like that for 11 years now.
2: Right. Right. And and let me just i, I love I love that. That's a perfect example because often we have those little twinges in us but again we haven't trained ourselves to know that jesus is right there walking with us my husband often says let's pray because if jesus were sitting in that chair right there we would surely ask his opinion about this you know and we've had this long discussion about what we should do he said if he was right here wouldn't we ask him what he thought so that that's that kind of thing is a lot of times we have that sense of and that's, that's kind of the sacred chaos is waking up to the reality that that spirit, he lives in us. So he's always speaking if we could learn to hear him.
1: Yeah, man, that is so freeing. And that's really good. If he was sitting right there, we would ask him. Yeah. Well, like yeah. listening or reading that story was a real eye opener. And I and it was something I again, I could take it, I could meditate on, because it is. That's a powerful thing. Only if I need to. Because yeah. I've met people who've liked that and I'm sort of like, okay, well, that's a little too spiritual, you know. I don't <laughs> I don't know like if I want to pray about where I want to go out to eat, but it's like Only if you need to, (laughs) yeah, you know, and it's like, so anyway, it makes perfect sense um, to me, but it's still, it's just, it's a great proverb, I think, to chew on and and to figure out where you are at in your relationship with with Christ and and just say, look, are there things that you need to be asking him about more? Or maybe he's saying, enjoy, I've given you the freedom to choose today. So I think that's an important point. Um, one of the other uh, spiritual disciplines that you talked about in the book was spiritual sight. And um, this was one that I thought was so, so important as well. Um, first, can you just explain what spiritual sight is
2: yeah i think um spiritual sight is how jesus lived he said you know i do what i see the father doing so he was able to off and i i'm one who believes i he was always god but he he laid aside his reliance on his deity and learned to rely on the spirit just the way we have to and so um he uh, he just saw things, you know, he saw things in people. He saw something underneath what was going on. And, and so, uh, you know, there we're instructed to pray that we would have eyes to see. He often said that, you know, if you only had eyes to see. So spiritual sight is just seeing what God is doing in the moment. It's seeing something that you might not have seen had you not been in that place of sensitivity to the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's learning to we walk with the spirit and to hear from him like we've been talking about. Um yeah. we've had a couple theologians on talk to us about spirit Christology and so this idea, right, that Jesus had to live in the spirit just yeah. as we did. And yeah. it's a it's a challenging thought for a lot of people to kind of get over to say, You're right. Well, but isn't he God? And yeah. like, well, but he laid it down and if yeah. he's Went through everything that we went through, then it's actually a really freeing thought to think that yes. the same spirit that empowered Jesus to do the things that he did That's right. is available to empower us and, and, in this case, to give us that sight. Um, yeah. How can we practice that though or, or develop this spiritual sight in ourselves? What are some of the things that you found uh, effective in your own life, in particular?
2: Yeah, that's good. I think uh, it begins by asking him to give us eyes to see. Um, And then, you know, I love the prayer of examine, which I often pray it's twofold is, Lord, where did I see you today? I'll pray this at the end of the day when I go to bed. Where did I see you working today? Um, And then I'll say, where did I miss you? Um, and often the spirit will just show me there was that moment when I was giving someone counsel and I missed the spirit's gentle nudge to just pray, you know, with them. I just missed it or to listen. Um, and so I, I think having a practice where you really ask the Lord to help you and listen, uh, whether you did or whether you didn't, that's one thing. The other thing is to really just try to expand Uh, And it does take getting away from legalism and it makes it more of an adventure that uh, everything that happens, God is, he says, all things are working together. So just having that belief that everything that happens to me today, I can, I can, if God wants to show me something, uh, I can see his hand in it. And um, it makes life an adventure and it makes even the chaos and the hard times, there's a hopefulness about that.
1: Yeah. For sure. And, um, so one of the things that I love about this idea of spiritual sight is that it's kind of like, um, like worldview lenses or like, uh, you know, we all have a culture and the way in which we see the world and in spiritual sight, it occurred to me was like, um, sort of a spiritual worldview. It's, it's putting on the eyes of Jesus and then it colors everything else in our reality. And if we can get that right, which again, I think, There's might not be anything more difficult than this is trying to to (laughs) see with the eyes of Jesus. And this truly does have to be bestowed upon us by the spirit. We can't. Anyway, I I asked that question about how we can practice it, because I'm always curious as to how people do go about making that space. But I think another important point when we talk about any of these spiritual disciplines, and you can feel free to disagree with this, I guess, um, is that. We don't do any of the growing. We simply just make that space, and then it's the yeah. spirit who comes in us and, and can produce that, that fruit in us. And so, spiritual yeah. sight seems to be one of those things that you—I don't know how you could be legalistic about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could fake the legalistic. You could uh, you, oh, well. You could, you
0: could you could go to an, such an extent that you're looking for the the spiritual. St- side of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. every little thing. And you do so at the expense of actually seeing what's going on yeah. around you. Yes.
1: Yes. I, I, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I think you can, you, I think there's a, I'm just thinking about this. There's almost like the counterpart of legalism is hyper-spirituality. They kind of go yeah, hand in hand. Yeah. So you're either going to end up in legalism, feeling like I didn't, didn't do it well enough. I should have worked harder at it or hyper spirituality where like, you say you're trying to find it everywhere. That's not living in the spirit. There is a gentleness about walking with the Lord. And it's, it it, it just, it, it's just a, a gentle freedom that we have to, when we need to listen and wait. And, but I also think, you know, I tell a story in there that um, about, you know, when one of our sons at a, at camp, I don't even remember why he did it, but he started, you know, he got in trouble and my husband was coming over to him and he started running and my husband's trying to go after him and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. He's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. And, <laughs> you know, there's nothing more humiliating when you're a pastor than the whole church watching your son, you know, scream like that and um when i wrote the chapter i was I, I don't even remember what my point was but it was interesting because my editor came back and she said yeah but i want to know what you learned about jesus and his connection with you in that and, and it was actually that's why i say this book was a work in progress because i was actually learning how to do what we're talking about right now and i so i went back and i thought it's such a great example of some of my reactions to God, you know, than when I just kind of throw up my hands and all he is is coming near because he loves me and he's gonna show me something and I'm like you know, and so it's that's a simple little example, but I've learned to see whether I'm out gardening or whether I'm taking care of a grandchild, you know, I've learned to say, maybe God has something in that for me and it's it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, and I think this has a potential to almost become like a meta-spiritual discipline. Again, once yeah. we can yes. sort of learn to make that a habit, it, all these other sort of spiritual disciplines start to become not easy, but easier because you yeah. have those eyes. And you start to see, oh, reading scripture is important because of X, Y, and Z, or yes, Jesus is right here with us. We should ask him what he thinks. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, it, it it holds a lot of potential, and it's one that really challenged me, and I hope to practice it more intentionally. And, and so yeah.
0: At Daily Growth Discipleship, our goal is to help you create a lifestyle of discipleship where you find ways to grow in the everyday moments of life. A spiritual sight is the ability to see what God is doing in the world around you in those everyday moments. And it's one of the most valuable skills for a lifestyle of discipleship you can practice and develop. One of the best ways to practice that is in the way you see the people around you. In her book, Sacred Chaos, Trisha ends her chapter on spiritual sight with this challenge. Try praying for others by asking God to give you spiritual sight regarding them. Instead of listing things you want for them or think they need, ask God how he sees them and what he desires for them. Take time to listen and jot down on a card the things you hear then make this your prayer plan for these people as you seek to see them through God's eyes.
1: How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Trisha and her work, check out soulatrest.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where Trisha talks about the value of experimenting with spiritual disciplines. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.